1: My co host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: Now, you have the breakdown for the sales in March. What can you tell us?
2: I do. So, March year over year, we were down in units sold. We're down about 30% in units sold now. Uh, Last year, we had 15,628 sales in March. This year, we had just under 11,000, so 10,955. If we're looking at active listings, we had even less active listings than last March. So we were shy on inventory last year, 10,603 units available. This year we had 10,167 units available. So a little bit short on inventory uh, compared to last year even. And so that's down 4%. But here's the kicker the average price continues to climb. So last year we were just shy of 1.1 million as the average across the GTA. Right now, we're sitting at about 1.3 million. So it's not the 30, 40 percent price increases that we were seeing earlier. It's 18 and a half percent. which is still high, a healthy price increase should be maybe 8 to 12 percent. So we're still a little bit high on the appreciation. Uh, however, price does continue to climb, Tina.
1: So what does this tell us in terms of sales are down slightly, but prices continue to go up?
2: So the decrease in sales was pretty much expected. Uh, It was a little bit quieter uh, with the interest rates uh, going up and everything. There was a little bit of uncertainty in the market. And what ends up happening is people start to go into a holding pattern. However, on top of that, we we did not expect to beat 15,000 sales. Last year, we had 15,628 sales in March. A typical March is 7,500 to 9,000 sales. So we're kind of falling in line with a typical year now. The last two years were atypical. You can't really compare those to anything. I and mean, with 2020, everyone knows that was just way out of whack. And then 2021, there was a lot of pent-up demand and people wanting to make that move, lateral moves, you know, making moves into other provinces. So there was a lot of activity last year. Now we're going to start to settle into a typical market, and we're starting to see numbers fall in place with that. So to have 11,000 sales, still a bit high for March in terms of what we're used to. However, uh, a lot short from our best year on record on the Toronto Real Estate Board.
1: And what can you tell us about inventory? Inventory is an area that needs to be addressed.
2: I mean, we're sitting at uh, 10,000 homes on the market and selling 11,000. That means if nothing came on the market over the next month, we would be out of homes to sell and people would not have anywhere to go. Now, considering immigration is about to open up, the floodgates are about to open up for the real estate market. And unless we get more inventory, we're going to have a serious shortage, and we're going to continue to see prices climb.
1: So what do you want to say to buyers and sellers out there right now? You know, this is a very tricky time for buyers
2: and sellers to navigate, mm-hmm. in, and you need experience on your side. There's a lot of people in the industry that have never seen a normal market. You know, if they got into real estate in the late 2019, 2020, 2021, they've never seen a normal market. So it's hard to explain a normal market when you haven't been part of one. And on top of that, they haven't been in their offices to communicate with other agents that may have you know, had some success or had some experience with a normal market because the offices were closed for a couple of years through the COVID period. What you want to do is for buyers, this is a great time to buy because although inventory is still limited, if you look at month over month. So if you go back to February and March and or sorry February and January and December there's more inventory right now that will help you get a better deal. You're not going to see the 15 20 30 offers on properties anymore. So this is a good time to buy because you're only competing with one two we're seeing a lot of uh, places that aren't holding offers anymore which again is typical for this time in the market. So there's opportunities to be had right now that you're not going to overpay for a home. And for sellers, the time that was where you could put anything on the market and it would sell, that's gone. You need to make sure your home is prepared and shows well so that people walk in and fall in love with your home. Because they're going to have options now. Typically at this time of year, inventory increases throughout April, May, and and even into June. So you're going to have to make sure your home is staged and shows better than your neighbors.
1: Now, we're seeing that a great deal these days, how folks are staging those homes. And when you say that the home has to be prepared and shows well, then is it all about the staging and aesthetics?
2: That does play a huge role in it, but it's also decluttering. It's making sure that the power areas show well, and and with power areas, I mean, as soon as people walk in, they usually make a decision if that's a home they want to spend some time in, or they want to leave and hit the next home. So you want to make sure as they walk through the home that the main areas, like the foyer, the kitchen, the bathrooms, uh, show really well. And if you're going to do some updates to that, you know, we can come in and and give you some pointers on what you should update because you don't want to be creating money. You want to put. Uh, Uh, renovations into your home that are going to add value to your home. And that's where we want to focus. That's where people, when they walk into your house, they make that decision that, hey, you know, I can see myself living here. And you want to really showcase the space. So by decluttering, by taking out all of your personal belongings, like personal family pictures and things like that, allowing people to vision themselves in that home, these are things that will really help you sell.
1: Let's get back to the numbers. What is the average selling price? The average selling price across the board right now is almost
2: $1.3 million. It's $1,299,894. Now, again, the average price, when we're looking at it, Tina, we have to take into consideration the mix. And and what that means is how many detached homes are selling, how many townhouses are selling, how many condos are selling. Because when we're in a market, that we're selling more condos than detached homes, that average price is going to come down. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden the bottom fell out and the prices have dropped. A lot of people put way too much focus on the average price and it's determined by the mix because it's an aggregate average. So if we start selling more condos, if if that becomes what people can afford right now and they're, they're buying more condos and, Less people are selling detached homes or buying detached homes, that average price is going to drop. So as we get through the next few months, the thing to remember is, even if average price goes down, let's take a look at the mix, because if it goes down one hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, it doesn't mean that people are selling their homes for two hundred thousand dollars less. It means that there may be cheaper product that is moving in the market, and that's causing the perception. That the price is dropping,
1: and is there a type of property that is huge demand right now?
2: Right now, it's still it's still detached homes. There, there's there's huge demand for detached homes, and if we're looking at the numbers for March 2022, we saw almost 5,000 detached homes sell versus 3,000 condos, and this is what I mean when you know you've got uh, more detached homes that. May be an average price of 1.7, 1.8 million dollars. When you have more of that price point selling versus a condo that may be seven or eight hundred thousand dollars, that's what's going to drive up the average price. But when the when that gets reversed, and say we sell five thousand condos and only three thousand five hundred homes uh, in April, now you're going to start to see the average price drop because now we're selling more of the lower priced item versus the higher priced item. So the average, of course, is going to drop.
1: Now, earlier this week, when the home sales numbers came out, TREB, the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, is quoted as saying that now is the time for government to step in and increase housing supply. But that doesn't happen very quickly. That still takes time to achieve.
2: It does. And and it's a process. But If we can get started on that, if the government can get started on that right now, it's going to help the buyers and sellers a lot because now you've got more options. And a lot of people say, well, it's only a buyer problem. It's not. It's also a seller problem because when the sellers sell their home, they need a place to go to. So there's a lot of people hanging on to their homes right now and not putting them on the market because they don't have a home to go to. They can't find a home that they love in order for them to sell their home. So the more inventory that we can create, the more land we can open up, the the, uh, more supply we can encourage. And and almost, I mean, the Ford government was talking about reducing red tape to start to get municipalities to encourage builders to build more. And once that happens, it speeds up the process. So if it's a two-year or three-year process right now, to have a plan of subdivision approved and start the construction process, if we can shorten that to maybe six months or ten months, that's a huge improvement because if we get started right now and it's status quo, we're still two, three years away from having the supply. But if we can shorten that to one year, you know in twelve months or so, we're going to be looking at a totally different picture where we may have a lot more supply, and that's what's going to bring affordability to the table
1: and just before we take our first break, what do you see then? closer to the immediate future in the next few months as we head into summer?
2: I see, uh, you know, we will have interest rate hikes for sure. And and again, that will bring more uncertainty. However, I don't see people needing to sell their home right away. There may be a handful of them, but it's not going to be a mass exodus out of the housing market because where are these people going to go? Even if you're downsizing, there's not available... There's not a lot available in the lesser price points for you to be able to scoop up and say, fine, I'll just downsize. Uh, there, we really do need a lot more supply, and it's the supply that's holding people back from putting their homes in the market. And you know, there's a lot of talk about interest rates increasing and people selling their homes and getting out of the market. That's not going to happen. Nobody is going to, if someone bought in the last two, three years, you know, they're not going to want to put their home up for $100,000 less or $80,000 less and sell it unless they, there's a catalyst, unless they're maxed out in terms of what their mortgage payments are and it's going to really affect them. And you know, if people are on a variable and the rates are going up, they have the option to lock in. So there's not a lot that's going to make people sell their homes. I think what's going to happen is if inventory remains the same, There's going to be less in the pool, and we're going to start to see price increase just because of our supply issues. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that right now uh, with an 18.5% price increase, even though sales were down about uh, 5,000 units.
1: All right. After the break, ready for another rate hike? That conversation is just ahead. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him 416 985 Khan. That's 416 985 5426. Or email ossiv at thehomeshop.ca. Now back to On the Market on 1059 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Over to Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Sadiq Badu. He's the principal broker and the CEO of Approved Financial Services and a director of the Canadian Mortgage Brokers Association. Sadiq, welcome to our show. Thank you very much, Asif. First of all, congratulations on uh, being elected as uh, a director of the Mortgage Association.
3: Oh, thanks very much. (laughs) Uh,
2: And, uh, you know, we were talking offline about how crazy a time it is for you right now with the rate changes and your clients calling for all sorts of questions. Let's get into that a little bit. And, you know, what are you seeing out there right now uh, with the the previous rate change? And, uh, you know, we'll get your thoughts later on on the upcoming one. Yeah, for sure. Um,
3: well, I think the the, the uh, all the hype over the rate changes had a lot of people a little bit skeptical, a little fearful because you know the fear of the unknown kind of dominates people's minds. Um, but you, you know, I, uh, it did uh, do two things. It did push those people who were kind of sitting on the fence to jump in there a little bit faster. But at the same time, those that weren't ready yet kind of backed off, um, just kind of in fear of you know things getting too um, out of control for them and where their finances would sit. But I think things like that eventually dissipate, right?
1: And what do you want to say to our listeners then who might think, you know what, home ownership just feels too out of reach right now. Interest rate, hikes, high cost of living, all of these other additional expenses, I can't make this work. What do you want to say to them?
3: Well, the the reality is, is rates are still very low. Um, you know, <laughs> historically rates have been in double digits. Uh, anything under five percent, you're still winning. Uh, I go back to the days when I first started in the mortgage business, and rates were seven and eight percent, and people were, uh, you know, clamoring for those. And when they dropped into the fives, I had a lineup at my door just to to get those rates. So, you know, we're still way below the four. Uh, the five percent rate, um, where people are getting great deals, I'd say it's you know the the, the dream of home ownership isn't going to go away. Um, people, you know, we live we live in a country where we can't live outside in a hammock or in our car. It gets cold ten months of the year, <laughs> so we need a safe indoor space to to live. Um, and you know, if you have that dream of home ownership, you know, it's it, it, the best time um, to get into the market is right now. And you're right, I mean, these are some of the lowest
2: rates that we've seen. And even a five year rate right now, it's it's hovering around the four point seven nine or so mark. I mean, there's some there's a lot of rates that are cheaper out there from from people outside of the big five banks. Uh, but a one year you could probably pick up for about three percent and write it out and see where it goes. So there's lots of options available to buyers, are there not?
3: Oh, yeah, they definitely are. Um, and you still have the option for variable rate. And I, I mean, a lot of people are skeptical of variable rates going up. But when you look at the, the spread between the fixed rates and the variable rates, it would take quite a few increases for someone to um, catch up to where the fixed rates are. So that's still an option on the table to keep affordability in line. Um, and one of the things I, I always uh, you know, recommend to clients is you know, if you're going with that variable, start paying it as if it was a fixed in the first place. So if those rates change, you can weather those, those changes.
1: And what else should our listeners keep in mind then if they are thinking about perhaps locking in at this time? Is now a good time to get into a fixed rate?
3: It, it really comes down to personal preferences, right? Um, you know, there, it, it, I, the, the best advice I can always give someone when it comes to whether going fixed or variable or if they're in a variable to lock in is really, you know, are you going to lose sleep over that next rate change? Mm-hmm. Is your budget going to be impacted that your affordability, um, you know, goes out the door because of these rate changes? If that's the case, peace of mind, you cannot put a dollar um, amount on it. You can't put a price tag. If, you, if you're going to panic and you're going to lose sleep, then yes, lock in. If you're a person who, you know, um, you can weather that and you're not going to, you know, be panicked about it, then take advantage of still the lower rates that the variable has to offer um, and write it out for as long as you can until you reach that point where it's, you know, maybe now I'm going to lose some sleep, and are rates still as important as they were to us? Maybe when we were buying
2: in the uh, in the '90s or you know <laughs> late '90s, static. Because what I'm seeing right now is, although there is a focus on rates, you see a lot of buyers just trying to make their mortgage fit what they can afford. So they don't really, there's not a lot of intention to pay this off in 25 years or 30 years. If they have three thousand dollars available, they're shopping for a home that they can make fit within that $3,000. And is that a sentiment that you're seeing out there
3: as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, cash flow is king. Right, so uh, it's got to fit within your budget, regardless of what that rate is. As long as you can afford the payment, because your day to, in your day to day lives, you don't live with the interest rate, you live with the payment. And I see more and more clients are coming to that realization, looking at what fits within their budget, and not so concerned about the rate, but the payment. And you're you're 100% right. You know the 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 goal. Uh, as it used to be, of paying off your home in 15 years or 20 years, um, being mortgage-free, that's changed where people realize, you know, A, I'm not going to live in the same home my entire life like it used to be 30, 40 years ago, Um, and if I'm not going to be living in the same home for that long, why am I in a rush to pay it off when I can be living more comfortably and even uh, fit things into my budget like taking a vacation or doing uh, other things that, you know, that... Uh, part of part of life and bring bring you joy, right?
1: And if buyers are on the market and need to confirm their financial situation, what is the first step then in securing the best rate? Walk us through the process, and can they shop around?
3: Well, d- uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, when you're when. Starting the process, uh, very important for clients to you know, get a pre-approval. Uh, it, reality is, is pre-approvals aren't the, the, what they used to be in the past where it's like, here's a number and you know go shopping and you're good to go because there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, location, property taxes, um, you know, the type of income they have, how that income is going to be calculated by various lenders. Those things go into it, but it's always good to start with uh, dealing with a mortgage professional who can assess those options, give you various scenarios of what would work based on you know different criteria of different lenders. Uh, and also very important is for clients to make sure that they have all their documentation ready. Uh, the more documentation that they have, the more information they can provide to their mortgage professional, it makes it easier for them to work better for them. Right, and definitely you know it's the shopping shopping around thing. It, it, I always recommend that you deal with a professional who has options to to you know, look at different lenders, not just one lender, because the, the reality is, is every time you go to a lender, they're going to hit your credit, and your credit score is going to drop, and the approval that you may have had or the pre-approval you may have had a month ago may, lo- may no, no longer be valid because of the fact that your credit's dropped uh, as a result of doing numerous credit inquiries.
2: Good points. And uh, before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about the stress test. 5.25% right now. Do you see the rates rising to exceed the 5.25%? Because that could be something that creates shockwaves because the majority of the people have been qualified at 5.25%. So what happens if the rate exceeds that? And is the government even going to entertain that because of the fallout that it could cause?
3: Well, you know that's a fantastic question. As of um, the the rate, actually, so the 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 rule is, is it's the greater of the the rate set by the government, five point two five, which is currently at, or two percent above the contract rate. Someone who is taking the, um, a a mortgage that let's just say it's three point eight nine on a five year, they're actually qualifying at five point eight nine. So that mechanism's already built in there to um, qualify them at a higher stress test rate because of that. So I do think the government would necessarily change that right now because that mechanism is already built in there um it does leave options for clients for example if they're they're choosing a variable or they're choosing a a one year or two year where the rate is lower they still qualify at that 5.25 so if they went with like a one year at 309 you know the 309 plus the two percent is 509 so it's lower than 525 they'd still qualify at 525. Um, and that gives a little bit of flexibility. So people trying to get into the market that may not qualify at the the rate plus 2% could still look at qualifying at the the 525. I don't think the government's going to play with that one right now. Later on in the year, they, they, it's a possibility, but I don't see it on the horizon uh, in the near future. Great info, Sadek. If people want to connect with you and clarify their situation or even look into mortgages, how can they reach you? Uh, Directly on my cell phone at 905-391-9979, or they can email me at uh, SADIC S-A-D-I-Q, at approvedfinancial.ca, or go through my website at approvedfinancial.ca. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us and for the great info. My pleasure. Thank you.
1: When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing, brought to you by Souk simplifying the home ownership experience. This is On the Market on 105.9 The
0: Region. Need to connect with ossif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426 or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin with Yoon in Markham. He wants to know if there are investment opportunities near the new York University campus in Markham. What's available and is a one-bedroom or two-bedroom condo a better investment. Now, we talked a great deal about this area, Asif, when it was first announced that the university was moving in. What about now that, you know, the opening is about a year away?
2: Yeah, and and you know, there continues to be great opportunities in that area. And there's a lot of new condos being built as well. So, uh, again, you have so many different options in that area. You've got South Unionville just on the other side where, uh, you know, townhouses are always available, Uh, You know, very limited, and the the price has really skyrocketed over two years since uh, the York University was announced. But looking back into downtown Markham, right around York University, there are a few towers coming up. There's some good resale opportunities. And your second question about, you know, is one bedroom or two bedroom. Uh, the better investment. Two bedrooms are always a better investment depending on uh, what type of price point you're looking at and what type of rent you want to expect. So it really depends on your situation and and what you're trying to make out of it. Uh, With students coming in and and wanting to live in and around the area, you're always going to have a great rental market, which is why a lot of our investors and clients are looking in that area. Uh, So, you know, if you had uh, a child going to university there, you may want to get a two-bedroom so they could rent one-bedroom out to uh, one of their peers. But it just depends on uh, what you want to do with it, how much money you want to make out of it, and uh, your your ability to invest in a two-bedroom versus a one-bedroom.
1: Our next question comes from Angela in Richmond Hill. She wants to know if a pool will still add value to her home when it comes to sell later this year.
2: It sure does. And a lot of the pool properties uh, have sold uh, for multiple offers and way over asking over the last couple of years. But now, as we get into more of a traditional type of market, which is what we're in right now, you want to put a, a lot with a pool up maybe around June, July, uh, because that's when the weather is great and people are thinking about the pools. Right now, with people able to travel and stuff, it's not as much in demand as it used to be over the last couple of years but we don't know where we're going to be at in, in a few months or mm-hmm. even in a year. So a uh, pool will always be desirable for someone that wants a pool. It's very subjective, but uh, you want to put it up when the weather is a little bit nicer.
1: As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that?
2: Okay, they can get me at 416-985-CON. That's 416 416-985. 985
1: Just before we go, the -the on-the-market hot listing brought to you by Souq. That's S-O-U-Q-H, simplifying the home ownership experience. Asif, over to you.
2: We're going to be going to East And East Gwilinbury has been ranked as one of the hottest areas in Canada. And that's just uh, the north part of York Region uh, in between uh, Newmarket and Exburg, say. And yeah, we've got 160 main price Crescent on the market for $829,000, which is a fabulous price for this three-bedroom home, which also features a finished loft, granite counters, hardwood floors throughout, the bathrooms have all been redone. It's just basically moved right in. And this is a great lot because it backs onto soccer fields, splash pads, the ravine trails, so you've got a lot of privacy, and at the same time, it's move and ready. Just move right in. And if you need more information about this, you can contact Steve Lemming from Remax Prime Properties at 416-435-8311. 160 Main Price Crescent, and it's on for 829000 in East Willenberry.
1: Thanks, Asif. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.